Hello, this is Open-Ended, a podcast where truly no topics are off-limits. And I'm your host, Callie Wiesner, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hi everyone, welcome back to a new episode of Open-Ended this week. Um, I'm sorry I couldn't get an episode up last week, there's just issues there with getting it uploaded but I'm here this week and for this week's topic I'm actually really excited for it I know I say that every week but for this week I'm genuinely very excited for it I'm kind of taking I'm continuing this talk about academics and being in high school and kind of academic validation-y type things and kind of how it impacts your mental health and your self-esteem and things like that so for this week The topic is basically just that it's at least that's just what I've seen and kind of my opinion is that the smartest people have the biggest egos and or I'm qualifying it the smartest high schoolers have the biggest egos because you see these kids in AP classes you know that they're the smartest and at least for a lot of them they act like it they act like they're really not full themselves but that they're smart and they know it and they make you feel bad that you're not as smart sometimes. And it sucks feeling like that. Um, for me, I think of my, I like to think of myself as a smarter person, but I don't like to think of myself as the smartest in the room because that, I think, is when you have you can have the biggest ego. And so for me, I think it's, if you're the type of person that you tend to have a big ego and be like, whoa, I'm so much smarter than you and you're just stupid, like, if you have issues kind of with that mentality, I think it's more so thinking, you know what, I'm not the smartest in the room because there are some people that are smarter than me in other topics that maybe aren't related to school or are maybe related to school, but they're in something I don't know much about. Um, or maybe they're just smarter than me in general. I think uh, once you realize that, I think it's super important in that it shows you that it humbles you a little bit and it makes you feel like, oh, I'm actually not the smartest one here so I can stop putting that pressure on myself but I also don't have to act like it all the time because I think a lot of times that cover-up tries to make us feel better for what we're insecure about and try to make us and it kind of makes us sometimes feel like our insecurities aren't there which they totally are it's almost like avoiding those insecurities I think in a lot of ways um and I think Sometimes when we're really insecure about something, we use academics to kind of cope with that and kind of cover up our insecurities by being really good at something else. And for a lot of us, I think that that is academics and kind of being really, really smart in one topic or just being really, really smart in the classroom, I think is kind of where we derive a lot of our value and a lot of our worth from. And I think you can definitely see how that can relate to how egotistical you are and how that's self-centered but how you can typically be more engrossed in yourself I guess you could say but yeah I just and I I think that when we think of ourselves as being smart it can be taken too far if we're constantly told from a young age that we're smart I think that can have an impact too because if you think your whole if you've been told your whole life you're smart you're smart you're smart you're going to think of yourself as being smart But the second you're challenged in a class, you're going to think you're not as smart. And then you try to cover that up with being really egotistical and kind of really 
leaning into the smart persona and kind of choosing things that make us seem like we're the smartest in the room, kind of make us seem like we're all that. When really we are kind of at a level playing field in a lot of ways with other people. Um, Because I think once we start competing with other students, it kind of detracts from our success and our progress because ultimately I think a lot of the learning that comes in the classroom is should just be us and not competing with other students to do better. I always, or from where I'm at now, I've almost completed my four years of high, of high school. And yes, I haven't come from the most competitive high school in my state or in my region. But just from what I've seen, students that are more competitive tend to not feel very good about themselves. And they tend to um, think that they should be competing with this other person because they're so much better than them and to make themselves feel better. When really, I feel like you almost do worse when you're competing with someone, at least for me. I think I talked about this two weeks ago um, in the one about academic validation. But for me, when I compete with other people academically, I tend to do worse because I'm not thinking about myself and my own learning. I'm thinking about doing better than this other person and kind of hoping that by some way that they failed in something or they don't do as well as they thought they'd hoped in something. And I don't, I really don't think that that's a way to live in the classroom. I think that's kind of where we adopt this persona of, oh, I'm just smarter than everyone else because I think it intimidates people so much so that they don't want to do as well or don't really want to be that person that has the really good idea because there's already somebody there that's doing that. And you can't even come close to that person because they're so smart. When in reality, I think in a lot of ways, it's just a cover-up. I think high schoolers in general, we're just not all very smart. I mean, yes, we may be really successful in academics at that point in time. We've done everything right to get where we are. But I think where our decision-making comes from and just in general, I think that we do things that aren't very smart. Um, that are totally not related to being, to academic intelligence at all. I think we just like to think that we're smart in every aspect of life when really we are not. And that, I think intelligence in a lot of ways comes from experience and kind of figuring it out along the way and kind of making those mistakes. It's the same with academics too. You kind of have to make mistakes to do better. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where my head is at, I guess, in a lot of ways. Um, And if you're on the flip side of it, where you are constantly surrounded by people that are smarter than you, I think it detracts from you doing well and it makes you feel worse about yourself. So I think when you are very egotistical as an intelligent person, it often, I think, isn't very intelligent behavior. I mean, yes, sometimes we can't help it being egotistical because sometimes we do need that ego boost to make ourselves feel better. I think that that is very much a part of it too and that kind of building up that ego and that confidence sometimes in the long run can help us and help others Um, but just in the short term I think it really makes people feel bad about themselves and kind of makes them not want to do as well because they're constantly surrounded by people that are smarter than them so they're like well so they think and this is kind of kind of based off my experience but also what I've kind of seen is that when you're surrounded by people that are smarter than you, 
you don't want to do as well because there are already people that are smart and do well and that are successful and that do better than you in a lot of things. And I think it almost detracts us from doing what we really think we're going to be good at or what we really want to do or what we really need to do in order to be successful. And I'm not saying the root of all academic issues and kind of building up how you feel about yourself academically and your academic self-esteem, if that's even a proper phrase, is based off of the kind of hierarchy that is being intelligent and in the classroom, especially in the high school classroom. Um, I think a couple of them are. And I think from just interacting with other people, it kind of shapes who we are academically and how we feel about ourselves academically and our ability. Um, And I think what we all forget is that the smartest people in the room that are the most egotistical are usually trying to cover something up or are usually very, sometimes very unhappy or they're just like that because they are genuinely like that and it's just part of their personality. Sometimes it's not a deeper level than that and we just kind of be like, and we just need to be like, you know what? I'm going to move on because I know this person isn't helping me do better, but I need to live with that challenge of, I know I'm not going to always feel the best because of that behavior that's in the classroom, but I need to kind of show myself that I can overcome this and kind of need to just focus on myself. And it's a very hard thing to do that. It's so, so difficult with anything. It's hard to just focus on yourself because we're constantly surrounded by others who influence our focus because sometimes we're not focused on ourselves if something else really significant or impactful happens in our lives that doesn't directly impact our physical or mental health or emotional health and affects the health of somebody else obviously we're going to go help them and kind of give them aid and put our all of our things on the back burner and yes that is what we should do but from that honestly don't know where I was going with that um we're just gonna move on but I think you understand kind of what I'm saying is that we spend a lot of time focused on other people and not enough time on ourselves and things come up obviously but I think in the long run when we are not focusing on other people we need to be focusing on ourselves now it does seem like a given like of course I'm gonna um when I'm not focusing on other people I'm gonna focus on myself but I think in those moments when We're not focused on others, we're focused on things that we're doing or focused on a goal that we have, not for ourselves, but to kind of justify it, to make ourselves feel better. Um, I think that's too where this whole ego thing can come in as well because if we're working on a goal of being the smartest people and becoming like this really egotistical, smart, intimidating person in the classroom, I think that's not really a good goal in my opinion at least, and kind of what I've seen. Because I think the true smartest people in the room and the people that are going to be the most successful are smarter people in the classroom, obviously. Sometimes the, you know, the dumbest person can be the most successful, but I think from, to make my point more clear, this is just where I'm going to go, but the smartest people in the classroom are sometimes the ones who are very smart, but they don't, they're humble about it and they don't outwardly show it. Like, if they got the top score in the class on something, they're not going to say, oh, yeah, beat that, everyone. I got the top, I got the highest score. Or, yeah, I did that. Or, like, 
completely be a jerk about it and make everyone feel bad. The smartest people are like, oh yeah, I get the highest score and then brush, kind of brush it off. Be like, and everybody's, and if somebody says, oh, congratulations, they're like, thank you. Um, and they offer other people help. Like if somebody asks them, oh, since you get the highest score on the test, there's something they didn't really understand. Could you help me? They totally offer help because the smartest people know that helping somebody else will help them learn and help them be better in the long run. I think in a lot of ways, the most egotistical slash smartest people in the room, or least smart, really, if you think of it that way, smartest academically, least smart in a human sense, I guess, decision-making sense, um, they don't let people, let, or allow, or give other people help. That's what I'm, that's the phrase I'm looking for. They don't give other people help and they're only focused on themselves when, yes, that's what we should be doing, but they do it in such a negative way that doesn't do them well. That's kind of, and I know that that's confusing where I just said, oh, we need to be focusing on ourselves to do well. But then I'm saying, well, we need to also help others if we're to do well. And I think it depends on your, on where you are. If you're constantly comparing yourself to this really egotistical smart person, then I think it's time to focus on yourself and kind of focus on your own academics and kind of try your absolute best to kind of stop doing that or create coping skills for yourself so you can do it less. Because I don't think it's completely about eradicating that comparison, but lessening it. And that's, I think, at least for me, it has been the biggest change. Um, And it goes both ways. It takes two to tango, I guess you could say. But if somebody else, if you're competing with another person and they're competing with you, I think that then it's time to kind of have that conversation. Be like, look, I don't really like competing with you. I, um, I enjoy having you as a classmate and a colleague and a friend, but I just don't want to compete with you. And yeah, that may impact it, but I think in a lot of ways, that's a conversation that we need to have. And I know this is super idealistic, but... I think in some situations, it kind of needs to be like, you know what? It needs to happen slowly and be like, if somebody asks what you got on test, you'd be like, um, I don't know. I haven't checked. Or, um, I don't know. Or like kind of brush it off or be like, oh, I haven't checked or I don't know at the moment or the teacher hasn't put the grade in. Even if it's just like a little white lie, I think that that's completely okay and justified in that sense. Just obviously don't make it a habit, but Getting back to what I was saying, um, it's about kind of focusing on yourself in academics. I think if you are constantly comparing yourself, focus on yourself a little bit more. But if you're one of the more egotistical, smart people, I think it's time to kind of let that guard down and be like, you know what? Sometimes I'm not the smartest person in the room. And sometimes I do make mistakes. And part of it is kind of figuring out for yourself what that dynamic is between helping other people and learning. Or being less egotistical and learning. Because I think sometimes ego can get in the way of us learning fully and completely. Um, if we're egotistical and worried about ourselves, we're not going to be worried about the content that we're learning. And that will sometimes negatively impact. Yes, we may be fast learners. But I think if we're constantly focused on ourselves or other people in the classroom, we won't be able to learn. And I know this is all very confusing to talk about focus. Because I am jumping around a little bit, but there's a lot of nuance to this topic and how comparison kind of comes in and how egotistic, how, mm, I don't know how to phrase this correctly, but how your ego 
is so nuanced and how people deal with it because it's dealt with in so many different ways and some people don't have much of an ego some people have a lot of ego um but I think in a lot of ways it's a coping skill for some people and kind of deciding if that's this person's personality or if it's something that kind of creates a barrier and a wall so they can avoid things and avoid conversations I think you can't really decide that for people or kind of figure it figure it out yourself I think it's more just kind of accepting like you know what that's how they work that's how they are and if that's how they cope fine but I'm not going to let their behavior impact how I and my success because success is completely individualized I think, yes, we can use other people and work with other people to become successful, but I think it really starts with yourself and kind of saying to yourself, you know what, I'm going to be successful. And part of that is that the top part of that is not comparing myself to this really egotistical person in the classroom or focusing more on my work or for some people that are already that egotistical person, maybe it's helping another person in class or taking the time to kind of ask questions to help other people learn that I may know the answer to, but I'm going to ask it anyway to kind of clarify it. Because I think ultimately if you have that question, other people have that question too. Because learning, I think, while it's so individualized, there are commonalities in how people learn and how the questions that they ask and how engaged they are. I think that's where we all kind of become connected in the learning experience sphere, whatever you want to call it. And uh, kind of adding on to that, I think one of the main reasons why there is so much of a hierarchy with who's the smartest person in the classroom, who's the least smartest in the classroom, and who's kind of in the middle, is that the people that are told that are at the people that are told at a young age that they're smart will continue to be told that well into their high school academic careers, starting from when they're seven years old maybe even younger, to to where they're 18 years old. Um, And the people that are told they're not smart will probably be told it, maybe not that directly, but they'll be told it. Um, I think that's kind of where those emotions start, where people kind of get these big egos. And we're also told, like, maybe to not ask questions and to not really help other people in the classroom because it's really only supposed to be focused on your own learning. But I think in a lot of ways, the way that we are taught to kind of not help others works not in our favor because I think a lot of the learning process is working with others. So we all do well and kind of breaking down that ego and succumbing to realizing that maybe we're not the smartest or maybe we are the smartest, but it is our job or important that we help other people Um, because I think we're all told very at a very young age what like in our beginning years of elementary school to really not help other people learn and to kind of stick in your group and stay there at least this is in the public school system that I'm talking about you're kind of just told to stick in your little response to instruction group or RTI group and you're told to just stay there kind of work with your group not really help them but kind of learn as a group Um, if that makes sense, kind of learn what the teacher's learning by working through it. Um, and to kind of just stick with your group, not really help other people, just learn the material that you're being taught in your group. If you have questions, ask the teacher, not people that are your peers. And of course you're, while you're too young 
to really ask out your peers questions and to kind of get their insight because you're very, I mean, when you're very young, you don't know too, too much academic wise or just the basics of grammar, mathematics, science, all that stuff. Um, I think we're kind of taught that and I, that idea is really instilled in us, I think really through all of elementary school and junior high. And then I think really, at least for me, kind of working with other students wasn't really a big thing until I got to to high school where a lot of it we did do more group work and or more in junior high I would say we did do more group work and if we had a question maybe ask a peer that stuff was really brought up in more of junior high because I think we, we probably did have more insight and we can ask those questions or answer those questions and ask them in a more effective way I think it's they the school system tries to kind of break that up where you can't really work out with others to going or going to working with others and kind of asking those questions and kind of breaking down that ego and kind of yes you're smart but it's okay if you have a question to ask your peers questions I think a lot of times it's not done in a way that breaks down that ego it kind of people put their own roles onto people and even though you could be the smartest one in the room you still could have questions, but people constantly go to you for that reason that you are the smartest person. And then if you ever have a question, you have to ask the teacher or you just don't, or you have to figure it out for yourself. And I think that's a big thing too. Um, a lot of it is this role is kind of foisted upon you. It builds up your ego, but at the, but at what cost you kind of have to figure out things more for yourself and not getting others insight. There's that. And I don't think that necessarily helps you. It does, I think, if you want to try to build up that ego and make you a more confident student. But in the same time, what if, or on the same token, what if you're wrong? And what if you tell people the wrong information because you're learning it at the same time they are? And if you're in an AP class, it's even worse because you're learning at the same time, same time they are, but at a different pace, if that makes sense. I mean, for me, I've definitely had those moments where I felt not very smart, but then I have had those moments where I do. And from kind of where I am, I almost always, sometimes I'll recognize myself as being smart. You know, I won't ask a question that maybe other people that are less smart are asking, but I'll have that question much earlier on. I'll kind of figure it out as I'm listening. Um, But there are also moments where I'm not getting it, but other people are. So I have to work that much harder to get it. And I think that's where AP classes whether your stance is positive or negative on them, where they can do a lot of good. I think we have this, we think of AP classes as these, as being these horrible things, but I think in a lot of ways it kind of pushes these smart kids to ask questions and to break down their ego a little bit and not figure it out um, initially and to kind of have to work through it to be able to figure it out and to ask those questions that nobody else is asking, but that everybody else has. Um, So I guess... That's kind of where I'm at a little bit. I mean, ego in school and kind of having a high self-esteem because you're smart in school. I don't know all the answers to the question and I don't know all the supporting facts for why that happens. But I think just from what I've seen in my 14 years of being in school or 13 years, probably 13 or 14 years. I think I've seen a lot and I know how to piece it together somewhat. I think a lot of the time 
it is our job to break down our ego a little bit. But at the same time, we can't really blame ourselves for it because sometimes it's the way that we're taught. And I think sometimes the way that, are, that we are taught is not necessarily the best way. The content may be all correct and it's all there, but I think in a lot of ways, sometimes it's not. And sometimes it builds up these very um, disheartening or disconcerting things about ourselves um, and kind of what our self-esteem is like. Because I think we're told this one thing at a young age, but in reality, we may not reflect that or we may not be live up to that. And that hurts us. I think that makes us feel bad about ourselves. That's at least where I'm coming from. And I think it's more so just kind of thinking critically about the way that we're taught is really important, especially in school, because at least for me, it's a good thing of reflection and to kind of reassure myself that the way that I was taught was the way that I was taught. And I can't really blame myself for the way that I was taught. Um, I need to more so think that it was the way that I was taught. I can change those thought patterns that I have if I want to. But in a lot of the ways, the way that I learned content and the way that I am a student is due to that. And that has had a lot of success. I think in a lot of ways it hasn't had a lot of success, if that makes sense. I think we have this hierarchy and more so the social aspects of how we've been taught as students and how we've been taught to learn as students. Um, Whether that be the social hierarchies due to intelligence that are created in the classroom or kind of ranking students at a very young age or putting pressure on students to learn quickly may not be the most positive way to do it. Obviously, we want students to be successful, but setting them up for success, I don't know if it's necessarily putting pressure on kids to learn quickly and putting them into the the gifted intelligent programs or Mensa or any of those things. Um, at least for me, I was in the gifted intelligent program program when I was young um we didn't do anything for it which I think in a lot of ways is a good thing I think if I was more separated from the group it would have I think done me a lot of harm I really do um I think it kind of would have reassured not really allowed me to socialize with other kids and learn how to be social I mean I didn't have a ton a ton of friends in elementary school as it was as it was, but I think if I was even more separated into gate, I think it wouldn't have been the best thing for me as a student. I think in a lot of ways, we kind of need smart kids to be bored in class because it teaches them how other people learn. And I think it really helps us be more empathetic. I really do because we're taught at a young age, even though you might not learn like how the other kids learn, you might learn faster and quicker than other kids do. Um, this is how other people learn and we need to kind of be cognizant of that later down the line. And I think that that's really helped me is kind of being in those regular classes and seeing how other people learn and kind of being compassionate when other people are not getting it and answering those questions because it makes you feel good when people ask, um, ask you questions because it solidifies that idea that yes, you're smart, but also they see you as a resource and somebody that they can comfortably come to to help them. And I do that sometimes too. If I have a question, I'll ask somebody. Um, and I think that's kind of part of the breaking down your ego is doing that and asking questions and kind of 
breaking down that wall that you have personality wise of being, you know what, I have this big ego and I don't think it's helping me. I think it's separating me from other people and how we learn. And yes, there are other people like that. And I can find that own community of really egotistical, smart kids. But in a lot of ways, I don't think that that's necessarily the most positive thing. I'll leave you with that. Um, and not necessarily to bring those kids down, but to kind of realize how other people learn. Because I think in life, we're not always going to be grouped with the smartest people. I think it's more realistic to think of working of people, working with people of a lot of different types of intelligence, at least in the career path. If you're at a really a college full of really, really intelligent students, then of course you're going to be grouped with smart kids all the time. Of course you're going to ask those challenging questions. But I think realistically, we need to be able to deal with people that have a different intelligence than us. and all, But also dealing with people that have the same intelligence of us or better. Okay, I'm going to leave you with that. Um, lots to ponder in this episode. I may make a part two or just little building off of it next week. We shall see. Totally tentative. I like to make these episodes more organic. Um, but yeah, I hope you liked this week's episode. Please come back next week. Um, I'm really excited and happy that everyone tunes in, continues to tune in. I am just so grateful for that, that you guys still listen. Um, yeah, and I'll see you guys back next week. I hope you guys have a great day, week, month, or year. Okay, bye everyone. See you later.